All right, good morning. It is a joy to be here at West Coast Baptist College. And uh, I do come from the Lompoc Valley Baptist Church. I had the privilege to pastor there for 20 years. And uh, I am proud to be a California preacher. California needs more churches. It needs more preachers. Needs more godly young men and young ladies. Uh, so I am from small town Indiana, and my sophomore year of Bible college, uh, during our Bible conference, we had three California preachers come and preach during that conference. Pastor Chapel was one of them, and he talked about the need in California. And it was during that week, during those messages from those California preachers, that God put his finger on my heart and said, that's it. That's what I have for you. And uh, so he put California in my heart my sophomore year of Bible college, and uh, it has been there ever since. Lompoc is small town California. We only have about 45,000 uh, in our town. Of course, there's more in the surrounding area and the uh, Air Force Base, as Dr. Getch mentioned. But... 45,000 is more than the county that I grew up in in Indiana. And there were at least half a dozen independent Baptist churches. There were churches on every corner. Uh, so there is such a need. And I hope that you will consider Los Angeles. I hope that you will consider serving the Lord in California. Uh, it's a great place to serve Jesus. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, please. 2 Corinthians chapter... Number five, it is a great joy every time I get to step on the campus here. Love the student body, love the faculty, love the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter number five, and we will jump in with verse number 14. The Bible says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation." Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's deed, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray, may we? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And Father, we thank you for your love toward us. As unworthy as undeserving as we are, Father, you love us. May we wake up with that reality. May we live every moment with that knowledge. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be constrained by the love of Christ. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for standing. Please be seated. I'd like to draw your attention again to verse number 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Motives matter. And why we do what we do is so important. It is so easy for apathy to creep in in the Christian life. It is so easy to be at a great place like West Coast Baptist College and sort of wonder, uh, Lord, why did you lead me here? What am I doing here? Uh, to get a little sideways, to get a little focused on the things that don't matter and lose that motivation. Here we are, and it is mid-February. Six weeks ago, everybody was uh, proclaiming their New Year's resolutions. They wanted to lose weight. They wanted to get out of debt. They wanted to read their Bible through. But six weeks later, a lot of those resolutions have gone by the wayside. The motivation has dried up and they are exactly where they were last year. The Apostle Paul's motivation was simple. He says in verse number 14, For the love of Christ constraineth us. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Love changes who we are. Love changes what we do. And Paul's motivation was the love of Christ. It constrained him. It held him in place. It, it held him on that path that he wanted to finish with joy. The love of Christ. Dr. Getz announced the spring banquet. I remember my first spring banquet as a Bible college student. Love will make us do some strange things. Uh, I came a semester late. I came this semester. It took me a little while to grab hold of God's plan for me, but I eventually got there. Uh, praise the Lord for all you new freshmen. You'll, you'll get it. It's okay. Uh, it will click. Uh, but I came, so uh, the banquet was just about a couple weeks away. I wasn't planning on going. I didn't know any girls on campus. Uh, but one day I was sitting in my dorm room. I was just chilling on my bed. And my two freshman roommates were just talking in our room. One freshman roommate had fallen in love the first semester. But him and the girl he was talking to uh, had a little bit of a spat over the Christmas break. So uh, they took a break from each other, and during that break, he asked another young lady, just as a friend, to the spring banquet. But, well, in the meantime, him and the original girl had reconciled, so he had a bit of a quandary. He wanted to take one girl to the banquet, but he already had a date to take another girl to the banquet. So they began to conspire, as all wise freshmen do, and they began to whisper amongst themselves. And I'm up on the top bunk just relaxing, and all of a sudden their heads pop up right beside my bunk. 
And they say, hey, Travis, do you have a date to the banquet? And I said, well, no. I've only been here a couple weeks. I really don't know any young ladies. I really wasn't planning on going. And the one roommate said, hey, would you be willing to help me out? <laughs> and it just so happened that he wanted me to ask the young lady that he had already asked to go to the banquet with so he could ask the girl that he really wanted to go. And me as a good roommate, I said, sure. So he went to her and she worked in the kitchen and told him, hey, you know, my roommate's here and he thinks you're great and he thinks you're beautiful and he really wants to take you to the banquet. I was like, I don't remember that as part of the conversation, but okay. <laughs> so I asked her in the kitchen where she was working, hey, you want to go to the banquet with me? And she said yes. And at that time, the, we, the banquet was... Uh, in the city, our college was sort of outside, and we took uh, some fancy buses. So I met her at the bus, and we got in and sat down beside each other, and we were headed to the banquet. And the whole bus ride, all she talked about was the guy who she really wanted to ask her to the banquet. And I thought, boy, this is going to be a fun night. And that's what it was. The whole night it was, his name was Chuck, and Chuck this, and Chuck that, and here I sit, and she's talking, she's a junior, and she's talking with her friends, and they're talking about classes that I haven't had yet, and talking about freshman stories, and I had one of the most awkward nights in my life, because my roommate was in love. <laughs> love makes us do strange things. Paul says, for the love of Christ constraineth us. It was his motive. It was his want to. It was what held him in place. Just a little reminder about the ministry of the Apostle Paul over in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse number 22, the Bible says, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robber, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. What was it? that kept the Apostle Paul going. What was it? He went to a city and preached the Lord Jesus Christ and they imprisoned him and they beat him. What was it that got him up the next morning to go to the next city to do it all over again? The love of Christ. The love of Christ. You see, love changes us. The Bible tells us in 1 John 14 that perfect love casteth out fear. You see, perfect love will give us courage. Perfect love 
will take away that fear. We're not given the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We can be a little nervous about things. We can be a little bit uncertain about things, but when we are standing in God's love and remembering who He is and remembering the cross of Calvary, that gives courage and help that fear fade away. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 1.3 about the labor of love. Paul talked about when he heard about the church of Thessalonica, their labor of love. Listen, why did they do what they do? Oh, it was a labor of love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, beloved, don't lose your want to. Our want to must be the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 again. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge. You see, this constraint of Christ's love, it brought Paul to a judgment. It brought Paul to a choice, to a decision. And it's a simple one. We thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Paul said, I'm constrained by the love of Christ because I have made a decision. And it's a simple decision. And I dare say it's a decision that most of us in this room have already made. At our home church, at a youth conference somewhere, that decision is a simple one. That if Jesus was willing to die for me, then I am going to be willing to live for him. That was the judgment. That was the decision that Paul made. Jesus, if you were willing to die for me, then I am willing to live for you. Beloved, that seems like such a simple decision, but that is a decision that must be renewed on a daily basis. Look back at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 16. The Bible says, For which cause we faint not, for though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day, though my body is one day closer to death. Though my body is aging and getting older. My inward man, my inner man is strengthened, is renewed day by day. As I pray, as I read God's word, as I seek God, as I walk with Him, my inward man is renewed day by day. And beloved, we have to keep the love of Christ at the front of our mind. We have to keep our want to. We have to keep our motivation. God is good. Jesus died. Lord, I want to live for You. We need to renew our constraint by the love of Christ day by day. We need to remember who He is. We need to remember why we do what we do.
do. And our motivation is Jesus. Paul said, again, in 2 Corinthians 5.15, and that he died. I want you to notice that's past tense. Listen, our motivation can change with the circumstances. Our our motivation can change by our feelings for the day. Our motivation can change who's nice to us and who's mean to us. Our heart is deceitful, fickle. But Paul said, I am constrained by the love of Christ because Jesus has died. Beloved, that's not a question mark. That's fixed. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God has already proven his love for us. God has already shown us no greater love. The cross has already happened. God's proof of love has already happened. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter if that teacher was nice to me today or not nice to me today. Jesus died for me. I'm going to live for him. It doesn't matter if I'm in a good mood or a bad mood. It doesn't matter what's on the lunch menu. It doesn't matter how many kids came out to the ministry. Listen, we have to keep our motivation. Paul said, I judge that Jesus died for me. I'm going to live for him. It is so easy to get apathetic. It is so easy to get discouraged. It is so easy to do ministry and feel like people don't care. People don't want to come. People don't want to listen. What's the use? Oh, beloved, we need to be constrained by the love of Christ. We do what we do for him. It doesn't matter if I'm in a good mood or a bad mood. It doesn't matter if people like me and agree with me or not. What is going to hold us into place on good days and bad days, no matter the circumstances, is the love of Christ. Look up at verse 13 with me, if you would, please. 2 Corinthians 5, 13, the Bible says, For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Whether we be beside ourselves. Some people thought Paul was crazy. Paul, why do you keep doing it? Why do you keep going? They're, They're beating you. They're abusing you. They're throwing you into prison. Why do you do that, Paul? I remember... My choice to go to Bible college. I have an older sister, three years to the day, share the same birthday, just works out that way. And I had the college handbook out on the kitchen table. My sister, she went to Ball State in Muncie, Indiana, a secular school, studying psychology, and she began to pick up that college handbook and began to read some of the rules. And she began to mock some of the rules that are in that handbook. And she put down that handbook and she said, Travis, what are you going to? Some type of crazy cult? Do you really want to live this way for college? 
My sister thought I was crazy. But you know what? It didn't matter what my sister thought. What mattered was what Jesus thought. Jesus, you died for me. I want to live for you. Lord, you want me to go to Bible college? I'll go to Bible college. As I said, that sophomore year, God put California in my heart. I was so excited. And I went home and I told everybody I saw, boy, God's called me to California. God's called me to California. Do you know nobody was excited about that? California, do you know how far away that is from Indiana? You really going to take my son out there? You really going to have a family out there? You really going to have my grandbaby so far away from me? That's tough. That's tough. You know how they are in California, land of fruits and nuts. They have earthquakes out there. They're going to fall in the ocean. You know how expensive it is in California? Do you know the politics is a little different in California than Indiana? Oh, that's all that I heard. But you know what? It's what Jesus wanted. And the decision was simple. Jesus, if you died for me, then I want to live for you. And if you want me to live in California, then that's where I want to live. Constrained. Constrained by the love of Christ. I think there's a great Bible illustration for this. Let's go back to the book of John, if you would, please. John in chapter number 18. Young people, let me ask you, do you still have your want to? Is Jesus still the reason? Is Jesus still your motivation? You know, serving Jesus is fun. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul said, God's given to me the ministry of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ. Those are big things. Those are heavy things. But what does he say before? I'm constrained by the love of Christ. Love makes things fun. I got to get up early this morning and drive three hours to see your beautiful faces. But you know what? I didn't come alone. I came with my wife. You know what? Being with her is fun. Because we're in love. <laughs> Serving Jesus is fun. When you have the right motivation. When you have that want to. When you remember the cross and Jesus is still good and Jesus is still sweet. Serving Jesus is fun. And it doesn't matter if not everybody likes me as long as God's pleased. He died for me. I want to live for him. John chapter 18, we come to Peter. And Peter is almost every, one of everybody's favorite Bible characters because he messed up a lot and spoke when he shouldn't have spoken. We can understand that well. They're in the garden and Judas is leading the mob with their pitchforks and their sticks to come and take the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us in John chapter 18, you know this story, verse number 10. Then Simon Peter, having his sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, put up thy sword into the sheath. 
The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Boy, they're coming to take the Lord Jesus Christ, and Peter's ready to fight for Jesus. He told Jesus earlier, Jesus, I'm ready to fight for you. I'm ready to go to death for you. And he's proving it now against this makeshift mob. He cuts off the man's ear and Jesus reattaches it to his head. He tells Peter, Peter, we're not fighting. This is God's cup for me. This is what I've been teaching you about. This is what I've been telling you about. Put away your sword. They take Jesus before the high priest, put him through a mock trial. And Peter follows in verse 15. In other scripture, it tells us that Peter followed afar off. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus unto the palace of the high priest. And here, Jesus, I'm sorry, Peter begins to deny the Lord Jesus Christ, as Jesus had prophesied. Verse 17, Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of the this man's disciples, he saith, I am not. Verse 25, and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself, and they said, therefore unto him, art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the, ser the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, said, did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crowed. The Bible tells us another scripture that after that, Peter went out and wept bitterly. Peter's not there for the crucifixion. John's there. Mary's there. But Peter's nowhere to be found. Turn over, if you would, please, over to John chapter 21. Jesus appears to the disciples in resurrected form, but it's different. It not, it's not like it was. And Peter decides... He's going to go back to being a fisher of fish. Jesus told him to leave being a fisher of fish and to be a fisher of men. But now Peter's made the decision he's going to leave being a fisher of men and go back to being a fisher of fish. John chapter 21, verse 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. You know how the story goes. Jesus is there on the shore. Cast your nets. Peter realizes who Jesus is. Swims to the shore. There Jesus is. Little bread and fish upon the fire. And Peter is asked a question by Jesus. Verse 10, I'm sorry, verse 12, come and dine. Verse 15, that's where we're going. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? It was simple, such a simple question. Peter, do you love me. He asked it again. Do you love me? He asked it again. Do you love me? 
He didn't chastise Peter about denying him. You know what he said? He said, Peter, do you love me? Why? Because that was the only question that mattered. And between, G between Peter quitting the ministry and going fishing and him in Acts chapter 2 preaching at Pentecost and thousands being saved, we have this simple question. Do you love me? Beloved, that's the question that matters. There have been times in ministry, 20 years, the same church. People haven't liked me. Numbers haven't been great. Offerings haven't been great. Big days haven't turned out big at all. People leave for various reasons, some legit, some not legit. And it is so easy to lose that want to. And every day I need to come back to a simple decision being constrained by the love of Christ, that Jesus, if you were willing to die for me, then I want to live for you. And not everybody may agree, and not everybody may like it, not everybody may like me, but Jesus, as long as you're pleased, nothing else matters. And to simply come back to the place where Peter was, do you love me? Oh, beloved, maybe Bible college isn't the utopia that you thought it would be. Remember why you're here. You're here because you simply made a decision. Jesus, if you died for me, then I want to live for you. And if you want me to go to West Coast, then Lord, that's where I want to be and that's where I want to go. And maybe relationships haven't worked out and maybe friendships haven't worked out and maybe it's not as much fun as you thought it was going to be. But remember the one who brought you here because he is the one who will keep you here. And he is the one who will keep you serving. He is the one who will keep you preaching. He is the one who will keep you when we simply live a life constrained by his love.